Thank you for joining in on the Remnant Podcast. Here at the Remnant Podcast, we stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ, inspired and led by Holy Spirit to ultimately bring all glory to God and not ourselves. We declare and decree that lives will be changed, souls delivered, and faith will be preached and proclaimed as we declare and decree that we are kingdom individuals employed to speak into the earth realm and in levels of dimensions for which we have been granted authority by God. My name is Jackie Wade and I am your very own host for the Remnant Podcast. I would like you to stay connected with us by liking our Facebook page, our Instagram page at The Remnant Podcast. We thank you for joining us. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to The Remnant Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Wade, and I greet you tonight in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm excited about tonight. The Lord gave me a word to share with you all as we embrace a new year. God is so good. Um, it's it's December and, and we're coming up on a new year and it's, the time has come so fast and so quick. And so we just have a lot to be grateful for. And during this time of uh, praying and and seeking the Lord and reading his word, he gave me the he gave me words title double portion he said to uh tell my people that there is a special a secret that i want to give to them called the double portion um but this double portion this double portion will uh cause it will re it will require for the people who are wanting to have this in their lives to to do some things that's different so tonight we're going to talk about what it takes and what things you is going to be required of you to uh, access this double portion. It's available to us and God wants us to live our best lives, um, not just when we get to heaven, but here on earth. And so as an ambassador of Christ, I want to share with you tonight what the Lord has put in my spirit and in my heart. And I believe that it's going to be a blessing for each and every person that is listening or those that will listen even later as you embrace this double portion. Amen. And so before we begin tonight, I do want to open up with prayer. And then we're going to get right into the scriptures. If you are on with me live tonight, turn your Bibles to the second Kings, the second chapter. We're going to look into second Kings in the second chapter, but let's pray first. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before you tonight, God, and we give you praise. We give you praise because you're, you're so gracious. You're so loving, God. We thank you for your mercy, God, for it endureth unto all generations. And so tonight, as we come boldly to your throne of grace, Father, we just come to say thank you. Thank you for allowing um, this these lips of clay to speak what you have said, what you have called forth on the earth realm. And so we do not take it for granted tonight that you've allowed us another day to share the good news, the gospel the gospel, Lord, for your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And so we are forever grateful for everything that you are doing, um, that you've done. But God, we thank you for what you're about to do as you enlighten us tonight. God, expand our mindsets. God, open up our understanding, Father, that we will know more about you, know more of you, God. And that, Lord God, you, you will be glorified through our lives. You will be glorified through what we do and that you, God, would be 
lifted up. For your word declares that if you would be lifted up, you would draw all men unto yourself. And so we thank you. And we just thank you for the opportunity and we do not take it for granted. We pray for each and every person that is listening tonight and their families, God. We pray, Lord God, for our nation on tonight, Father. We pray for the other countries, Father. We pray for those that have lost loved ones on this year and the years before. And Lord, as we embrace another time, another season of gathering, Father, we thank, we ask God that you will comfort your people, God, that you will give them rest in their hearts and in their minds, Father. Lord, we look on the sick tonight. And Father, we say what you only you can do, God, heal their bodies, God. Father, we thank you that healing is the children's bread. And so we thank you that everything we need has been done in Jesus Christ. For your word declares that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. We thank you now, Lord God, for doing what only you can do. We thank you that you are Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And we give you praise this day in Jesus name. Amen. So tonight we're going to talk about a portion called double. And a lot of you may have heard this um, preached through different um, different ways. Some people will say a double portion, or I call the, I call it the portion called double. And as we embark on a new year, I heard the spirit of the Lord God say that there is a portion available to my people called double, called double. And I do want to remind you that we are kingdom individuals. So we are not governed by the things of this world, regardless of what it looks like, uh, regardless of what it sounds like. We have to continue to decree and declare only those things that the Lord has said to us because we are his people and we live by his principles. And so there has come a time for you and I in which we should access this double portion. When we look at Second Kings in the Bible, there's a story of Elijah and Elijah. I'm going to say it that way so you can sort of know the difference when I'm speaking because you can, it's some, they sound alike, very similar. But there's a story of Elijah and Elijah in 2 Kings. And it says how Elijah, um, he first made this request and, and Elijah answered him and said, you have asked a hard thing yet. If you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. And that's in 2 Kings, the second chapter, the 10th verse. And this is just, I'm, I'm moving a little ahead, but we'll go backwards after a while. After Elijah, watch Elijah taken up to heaven. He picked up Elijah's cloak. And returning to the Jordan River, he called out to the Lord and struck the water with the cloak. And the water opened up and Elijah walked across on dry ground. Now this act affirmed that the transition of the prophetic office from Elijah to Elisha, as well as the fulfillment of Elijah's request. So when we see here, we noticed that Elijah, he was old, he was older than Elijah and he had followed Elijah. He had left what he, um, was doing his work that he was doing. And he started to follow Elijah. And during this time, 
it was like he was being mentored by Elijah. When we look at 2 Kings 2.15, it says, Now when the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho saw him opposite them, they said, The spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. And so we see from that point forward, um, the men appear to have followed Elijah as their spiritual leader. So we see the taking up of Elijah. When Elijah went up, up to heaven, the parting of the water, the response of the company of, of the prophets and the two additional miracles recorded immediately afterwards all affirms that Elijah's request for a double portion was both honorable and granted by God. Elijah's ministry was one of the most influential ministries in the Bible, and it continues to be remembered today. The Bible says in Matthew 7 and 7, Acts, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. So when we look at the word a double portion, it means an unlimited anointing, an unlimited anointing. And in the Bible, the firstborn you know, whoever was that firstborn child, they would receive a double portion of of the inheritance from the from the father. And this was considered they were considered to be the head or the high priest of the family when the father died. So I want to let you know that if you truly want a double portion from the Lord, there are three things that you will go through, much much like or similar to what Elijah followed and did from Elijah through his journey to get a double portion. There's three things. And this is what Elijah did. When he saw Elijah, he left and he was willing to let go of the things. He left his job. He left what he was doing in the field. And he followed, he followed this leader. And first, you must be willing to let go of the old things. You have to go through a process and a place of separation. And sometimes this place of separation, it does not always feel good, but for God to get to you, the things that he need to get to you, which is that double portion, you have to let go of the old. See, we, we cannot continue to move forward and still stay still at the same time. There has to be movement. So if you want to move into the greater things of what God has for you, you must be willing to separate yourself from things and people that could be holding you back. Romans 12 and 9 says to hate what is evil and cling to what is good. And there was a time, I always use my own testimony. There was a time in my life where I remember I went through a time of separation. And I didn't even understand it at the time. Um, I was told by the Lord, you know, to move and do certain things. And sometimes even now, um, God is always separating me. He's always putting me to the side and always um, allowing me to um, just be set separate and I'm good. I'm okay with that. Now there was a time when I was young and I didn't understand it. I never understood why, why do I seem to be put to the side? Why do I seem to always be separated? Why do it always seem like, um, I wouldn't say the black sheep, but a separation. And as I began to walk with God and as I began to talk with God, hallelujah, I started to understand that God was prepping me in my younger years 
in the natural realm for what he needed to do in the spirit. But I had not had an understanding at the time. It was only until I recognized like, oh, that's why I always might have I felt this way or that's why this came across that way. But because God now has to separate me at times more than more than than I would say, I understand that there's constantly greater. There's constantly more. And so I want to encourage you tonight that if you are feeling like, why do I always feel like I'm up to the side? Why do I always feel like this is different? There's something that God is wanting to get to you. There is something that God wants to show you. There is something that God has called to be upon your life, but we can only get those things and that understanding when we go into a place of separation. Even Jesus did. There was times when he separated himself. He went to the mountains to pray. He separated himself from his disciples at times, and it was just him and God. So we have to remember that when we're going through this process and God is wanting to get a double portion to us, that there is a requirement that we must let go of the old. Next, we go through this place of separation, which actually takes us through a place of transformation. See, God will only work with the things we are willing to give to him. If we if we spend too much time trying to hide um the things we ashamed of, or or we're always trying to deny our shortcomings, um, or, or we are we'll miss the opportunity that God is really trying to transform us, right? Um, sometimes I'm I'm careful to look at myself and say, you know, Jackie, you could do this different, um, you can do this better. Um, I'm or I'll struggle with, with something and I'm really like praying, like, Lord, take that from me, break that off of me, help me. That's my place of transformation. And there'll be sometimes when I may even open up to uh, really just confuse the enemy and and confess that fault and confess that sin to someone I know that's going to pray with me and that's going to upgird me and that's going to encourage me in the things of the Lord so that I can keep moving forward. Not that I would be condemned, but that I would continue to move forward. And so when we miss this opportunity to be transformed and move on um, from from what we how wonderful we think we are then god can use us he can use us mightily see he wants us to be able to uh to be authentic that's a good word he wanna he wants us to be authentic not just with him but authentic with people because little do we know people can tell when we're authentic or not, they can tell if, if we the real deal or if we're not. And I think we fool ourselves thinking sometimes we're more than what we are. I'm talking about the people of God or those that may be called to do things, you know, in front of people or lead people. So we have to do more than just go to church Sunday after Sunday. We must have a true encounter with God and be transformed by Holy Spirit. Romans 12 and 2 says this. It says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, then, only then will you be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Not our will, his will, when we transform our mind. And then finally, we must go and get to a place of occupation. 
And this is the place where um, you know how to occupy and walk in the position and the place that God has called you to. See, it's one thing to experience a blessing. It's one thing to experience a breakthrough or a victory. But it's something different to walk in the favor of God all the time. My God, hallelujah. It's something to walk in the favor of God all the time and to live in his blessing and in his victory. Joshua said it in Joshua 1 and 3. God told Joshua, it says, he, God told Joshua, not Joshua said it. God told Joshua, it says, I will give you every place where you set your foot. So we need to start declaring and decreeing. When you walk into your workplace, God, you've given me dominion over every place where I tread my feet. When you walk into that market or that 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 supermarket or or wherever it may be conflict, Lord, you gave me dominion. You gave me a blessing where I can go every place where you set my feet. Any anywhere you go. So it doesn't necessarily come easy. Now, I'm going to tell you, it won't come easy and it's not going to come without some fight and some effort on your side. But if you continue and if you're willing, like Elijah was, to chase after a double portion, let me tell you, God, it's right there for you. See, God, he's already blessed us. Like Elijah had that cloak that fell from Elijah when he went up into heaven. The cloak is on you and I. So all we have to do now is go after him with all of our heart and see what's in store for us we got to see what's in store for us a lot of times we make excuses oh i'm not i'm not good enough to do this or i'm not ready to do that or i don't know if god can use me god can use anybody all you need is a willing vessel that's all he needs is a willing vessel he can use anybody because in order for god to accomplish his purpose here on the earth he needs a man he needs a vessel He needs and wants to show people that the God that you're talking about is truly true, is truly real, is truly powerful. He wants to show those that's looking at you and talking about you and maybe good or bad admiring you. He wants to show them, I am the God. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am that God who delivered Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. I am that God that spoke to Moses. I am that God that delivered you. But I need now for you to take it up a notch. I need for you to come to me and say, God, I want a double portion. God, I want more of what you have for me. God, I want your glory to be demonstrated through my life so that when people look at me, not only do they see you, but they will not only will they see me, being used by you, they see you getting the glory out of my life. And the thing that they said will not happen for you, start declaring and decreeing that it will happen. The thing that you think or that people think will not happen, ask God for the double portion. I dare you to ask him for it. It was a time in my life where I had to ask God for a double portion. I said, Lord, I want a double portion. And I still, Lord, I need a double portion because it's available to us now during this time in second kings elijah could have asked for anything when he was talking to elijah but he asked for this he said when offered everything he didn't seek wealth he didn't seek status 
and he didn't see worldly power. All he wanted is that he might need, all he wanted is that he wanted to fulfill, fulfill God's purpose and the call that was on his life. Are you wanting to fulfill God's purpose and call on your life today? Because everyone has a purpose and everyone has a call. Now, the thing is, will you hear the call when you're called? Everyone has a purpose and everyone has a call. And so I ask you today, what do you think is missing in your life? What would what would you ask God for if he offered you anything, right? If he said, uh, what would you want out of everything in the world? What would you want? What would you ask? What, what, what would your response be? What would you say? So asking God for all you need to fulfill his highest purpose for your life is a great thing to ask for. Get a double portion of that. Get a double portion of the anointing. Get a double portion of the prophetic. Get a no- double portion of love. Get a double portion of peace. Hallelujah. Get a double portion of authority. Get a double portion to walk in power. Get a double portion. Because what the world needs today, they need to see miracles, signs, and wonders. And this double portion that is allowed to you and I will allow them, a dying world, to know that our God is still God, that He's still powerful, and that He's still mighty. Now, when we um when we say let let's get a double portion of the spirit of the living God, or we say let it fall on us, um, we need to be mindful, like I said, that is something that um we want to be upon us. Okay. When Elijah said this, he said, now let a double portion of the spirit of the living God follow me. He did not ask that it possess him, but he asked for it to be upon him. See, see God's spirit is not something we possess, but it possesses us. We can't possess God's spirit, but it possesses us. It comes down on us. It comes within us. Um, it takes over us. It helps us to love. It helps us to, to, to hear. It helps us to understand. It leads and it guides us. Um, I could tell you, I'll tell you something simple because some people think you want, you got to be real deep, but I'll tell you something as simple as this. I'll lay in my bed at night and I'll pray and I'll, before I go to sleep and Holy Spirit will say, go to your front door. The door ain't locked. The door is not locked. And I will walk downstairs and look at my front door and it would not be locked. And when that started to happen to me, when I, it would be things like that. And I was like, wow, Holy Spirit, I'm just thinking you need to lead and guide me in these. Oh, I need to do great and mighty exploits. But, oh, I feel you, God. But the Holy Spirit comes to keep us and protect us and comfort us. Holy Spirit will have you go a different way to work instead of the the way that you normally take because he's trying to prevent you from something because there's a call on your life and God has a purpose. And so it won't allow anything to just come and snatch you because there's work that God needs for you and I to do so he can accomplish his will in our life. And so when we ask God to have his perfect will in our life, God Help me to accept it. Help me to be open. Help me to receive this double portion. It also protects you. It also keeps you covered. 
It also keeps you uh, mindful. And there's things that Holy Spirit will allow you to have insight on and you'll know it's only him. You'll know it. So there's three words that tells it all. It says, I pray, um, let a double portion of that spirit be upon me. Right? So a lot of people will ask, man, this double, this double, uh, this double portion. What is it? And I want to tell you that it's a, it's an anointing. It's a supernatural power. It's a, it's, it's allotted to us. And so some people will ask, well, what is the anointing of the Holy Spirit? The anointing of the Holy Spirit is a free flow of Holy Spirit operating in the life of the believer, unhindered by any unyielding self-life. So the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit means you have you have now said a yes to the Lord and there's nothing hindering you and there's nothing unyielding in you because you want the Holy Spirit to flow through you. And that's why it's important for us to not feel like we have to have it all together because as we yield to Holy Spirit, as we yield to God, he removes those things. See, a lot of times I used to think, oh, wow, um, you know, I'm gonna have to get my temper under control. I'm gonna have to, uh, not, you know, act like this or look like this. And, 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 and as I started walking with the Lord and I started asking for God, let your spirit flow in me and through me and, and, and more of the Holy, more of Holy spirit was filling me. And, and he was just, you know, that time alone, that separation, he was showing me me and he was saying, you'll never be. You'll never be what I've called. You'll never be able to do what I've called you to do. You're, you're an imperfect being. You need me. It's not until you recognize that it's the power of God that comes in us and possess us that cleans up everything else. The thing is, we have to be open and willing to want it to come in us. Unyielding. Unyielding. We have to remove, Lord, I know I might, I'm doing, I'm struggling. I know I might not have it all together, but God dwell in me because I'm trying, help me remove it. And as you keep asking God, I want to be a vessel. I want you to use me. I want you to, um, I want people lives to be changed. See, when we get to the greater cause of the mission and the call, I I want other people to experience your love. I want other people to experience your peace. When we get there, that's a lot of times when he starts to remove those things that we thought we could do on our own when we can't. We can't. That's why the word of God is so important because it's only through the word of God that we will get this understanding to know that it is the word that we have to live by. And then it's the acceptance of Holy Spirit to come into our lives and that work together. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's why it says eyes have not seen or ears have not heard the things that God have in store for his people because you can't even begin to imagine what God can do. Because our minds are so infinite 
It's so infinite. And so the anointing is not an emotion. The anointing is not talent. The anointing is not personality. The anointing is not experience. The anointing is not volume. And the anointing is not knowledge. Okay? It is not knowledge. And so the anointing is not an emotion, it's not talent, it's not a personality, it's not experience, it's not volume, or it's not knowledge. When we really walk and live in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, let me tell you, you'll know. Because there's going to be times when you'll do things and you you know it wasn't you. There's times I've done things and I know I, it, it was, I'll be like, Lord, you you really just took over me. You know, you just... You just demonstrated something in me that I know I couldn't have done. But because of his faithfulness, because of who he is and how he maneuver and how he uses us. In 1 John 2 and 20, it says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and all of you know the truth. The anointing is um, it's an unction. It says in verse 27, um, 1 John 2, 27, but the anointing which ye have received abides in you. It's an unction and it's an anointing. And both words come from the Greek word called charisma. Charisma. And the word charisma gives you three, is it means three primary things. It's the endowment of the Holy Spirit. It's the rubbing or the smearing with with oil okay and it's the furnishing of what is needed my god i like that one that's a good one right there it's the furnishing of what is needed it's the endowment the fullness of the holy spirit it's the rubbing or the smearing of the oil and it's the furnishing of what is needed and that's why you'll hear people when they preach or or they teach they'll say um you know, I wasn't even planning to go this way. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has taken over and has to furnish what is needed for the people at that given time. It's never about us. We're just a vessel. So you ask, why is this anointing is so important, right? Because this double portion, that's what we're talking about, the anointing. Why is it so important? Isaiah 10 and 27 says, because the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. See, there's a yoke that we all was living in. There's a yoke that we may be living in. How is it destroyed? Because of the anointing. And that's why people of God be reminded that when you go through your worst tests in life, when that thing that try to keep you bound and and, and keep present keep you trying to go through the same thing, it's because God is calling you now to a higher level. See, when we think of a double portion, you can also equate that to divine favor. And when you have divine favor, you're going to go through a lot of uh, crazy situations. It's going to be a whole lot of things that just don't add up. And you're just going to say, how come this don't add up in my life? And that don't add up in my life. Why? Because there's an anointing on your life that God needs to get you to surrender to because that's now attached to millions of people. My God. Now, I didn't put that in here. That just came 
So we ask, why is the anointing important? And Isaiah says, Isaiah 10 and 27 says, because the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. In other words, to the degree we cooperate with God in the anointing process, to the same degree will every yoke in your life be taken away. Or the way we cooperate with God will be the way we enjoy God's power flowing in and through us. So an example, I need God's anointing flowing through me. I need God's power going through, coming through me because I need to pray. I'm not praying all the time for me. I'm praying for loved ones. I'm praying for deliverance. I'm praying for people to be uh, healed. I'm praying, you're praying for it, right? So the way we cooperate with God will be the same way we enjoy God's power flowing in and through us. And the thing is, how do you, how, so you, so I know I hear someone saying, how make that make sense for me? Okay. The way we make it make sense is somebody comes along and they offend you. And they said something that really bothers you or hurts your feelings. And let me tell you, some of us will go through this all day long, depending where you work, who you married to, what your children do, all of that. Who you talk to on the phone, if somebody messed up your bank account, things that could really mess with our heart, right? And so based on that, because you need God's power flowing through your life, you got to be quick to let it go. You got to be quick to forgive. You got to be quick to say, I'm sorry even maybe when you wasn't even wrong. Now, I ain't saying be a flunky because some people know and they just touch you because they just want to do that. But when you may have to create peace in a certain situation to keep the peace, you may just have to say, you know what, God, with these tears running through my eyes, I'm just going to have to take this road because I need your power. See, people want power and authority and they want to walk in this thing, but they don't want to bow down. They don't want to give up some personal stuff in their own life to recognize that it costs something. Right. It costs something in the natural. You buy a house. People want to come and visit the house. Oh, this is beautiful. Oh, your bathroom. Oh, but they don't know it cost something. They don't know you may have worked a job that you didn't like, or you had to save money that you really didn't want to save, or you didn't go on that trip with with your friends, or you didn't buy that car when you really wanted to get another car. You kept what you had and you chose to put it aside because there was something greater that you was working towards, but only, only you knew that. And so it's just like our walk with God. It's only something that you know is you and God and everybody don't have to know that, but God do. And your walk has to line up and your love walk has to be right. And your heart has to be free of offense because you need God's power to flow. Not so that you would be glorified and you could be wonderful. No, that you could do the work that God has called you to do so that lives can be changed and yokes could be destroyed. We also need this anointing because the measure we cooperate in our will to God's will will be the same measure God's spirit will be active and powerful in each of us. 
And I think I just went over that part good enough. I think you understand um, what I'm trying to say. And so I just had so many questions when the Lord was dealing with me about it. And I was like a double portion. And he was like, yes, tell my people about this double portion because it's time out. I need for them to really cry out to me and ask me for a double portion. We hear the term, the people preach the term, we pray and we shout over the term, but now it's time for us to rise up and say, God, I want a double portion. So that question being raised, how many of you want to have be, be an anointed woman or man of God, right? How many of you want to live a, a full life of the Holy Spirit? In 2 Kings 2 and 1, it says, And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elijah from Gilgal. See, in other words, it's the closing scene. This was the closing scene of Elijah's earthly life. And at this time in the Bible, his ministry is complete and it's time to say goodbye. So God gave us a glimpse of the final earthly day of Elijah. Um, when we look at Elijah, how he spent his uh, final times, he, he visited three places. He went to Gilgal, he went to Bethel and Jericho, right? And then he, he visited these places because um, Elijah was training Elisha. He was training him. And so he was showing him. And then Elijah, Elijah's closing hours on earth was invested well because this was when Elijah was going to now see if if he was going to get that double portion. He was going to see if he was going to be able to get exactly what he prayed for. And there's some things I want to give you a couple more things about it. Um, when Elijah departed, um, Elijah never left him, right? Elijah would tell him, I'm leaving you. I'm going to Gilgal. And Elijah would say, okay, well, I'm not leaving you. And Elijah would say, okay, I'm going to Jericho. And Elijah would say, well, I'm not leaving you. See, he he was committed. He was committed to this double portion that he had asked for. And so here we see um, in verse nine, it says, when Elijah told Elisha, you have it in your hands. Elijah said to him, Ask what I shall do for you before I'm taken away from you. And, and, and that's the whole thing. He wanted for Elijah to give him a double portion. He said, you asked a hard thing. See, he asked a hard thing because he couldn't give him the double portion. So now we see there was a secret in this double portion. It was three things that when I was reading this uh, second Kings, the second chapter was three things. Right. The first one was desire. Now, how did Elijah, the farm boy, respond to Elijah's offer of what would you like for me to do before I go to heaven? He said in verse nine, I pray thee, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And like he said, you ask for a hard thing. He doesn't ask for uh, uh, money. He doesn't ask for influence. He doesn't ask to have an easier job. He asked for an unselfish thing. He said, let what is on your life be on me, a double portion. And Elijah prays for something that helped him 
to do God's will, not his will, but to do God's will. And people to, of God tonight, I want to encourage you, if you're going to do the will of God, you have to ask God for the double portion. You cannot do it in your own strength. There is something uh, when you pray, there's something that, you know, that we talk about in the prayer, intercessory prayer is called the watches. And there are times when God will put us on a watch, different hours of the day. A watch could be 12 to 3 in the, in the morning. A watch could be 3 a.m. to 5 a.m., 6 a.m. God will put us on a watch. And there's times when I can wake up 1 o'clock in the morning and cannot go back to sleep. I mean, I am up till 4 in the morning. Like, bing, I'm texting people, I'm doing stuff, and they're like, uh, are you okay? Because I'm okay, right? But because I'm on this watch, and I'm up like it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, sometimes, I don't do this often, but, you know, on my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, let me text this person, or let me, after I'm, I'm praying now, but then I'm like, okay, Lord, when are you going to let me go back to sleep? Because there's nothing that I can do about it. There's nothing you can do. When you say yes, but be obedient and do what God tell you to do. And I promise you, I will go back to sleep and get up for work. Like I slept for hours. I've asked for a double portion. I had to drive an hour and a half to my job. And there was a time when the Lord had me on a watch from 12 midnight to three in the morning. And I will have to get up at six and drive an hour and a half and an hour and a half back. Three hours a day. And God sustained me. Never had an accident. Felt like I never left or lost sleep. He sustained you. But you need to ask him for the double portion. So when we look here, when Elijah asked, he didn't ask for anything easy. He was just asking that the blessing will be upon him. And think of it. Um, his desire was to be a blessing to God, not for God just to bless him. So he sat at the feet of Elijah and Elijah witnessed what it meant to be a servant of God. See, a lot of times when we serve, he, he, he served his leader. He sat there, he watched him, right? He, he had a heart's desire. He said, all I want is a double portion. That's all he wanted. So for 10 years, Elijah never got used to the anointing. For 10 years, Elijah never got familiar with God. For 10 years, Elijah never became satisfied in his hunger for more of God. And that's what we need today. We need to ask God, Lord, I may not pick up this Bible, but give me a hunger. Lord, I may not know the scriptures, but if you give me this desire, guess what? I can't take it back. So we got to pray, people of God. God, you give me the desire. You give me the desire to pray. You give me the desire for the prophetic. A lot of us have been born as prophets. And a lot of times what you find is when God is moving you into the prophetic, it's not, it's, it's not what you expect. You know, um, it's really different. And you have to be around other prophetic people to hone in on that prophetic um, calling or else you won't understand it. But when you sit around the prophets, my God, and you get to converse with more prophets and understand 
that there's a secret, there's a movement, there's an understanding to how God uses his people for his glory. Not that we would look so wonderful prophesying. No, it's for the unbeliever to know. It's for the unbeliever to to know that, oh, wow. You know, there's no way God could have told this person my address. There's no way God could have told, you know, it's no way. I'll tell you, I'll tell you um, uh, uh, something that happened to me three weeks ago. As you guys know, we have these four people in Idaho, these four students. And I had a dream that morning. And in this dream, it was very explicit. And this guy was showing me this guy who was coming out his house to kill these people. And the house was right across the street from where these people were. And when he opened up this map, he said, this map is like Russia. And when he showed me this map and I was looking outside while I was talking to him, it looked like the whole area was just dim with snow and it was just crazy. And I was looking at him. He said, yeah, this whole area, all of this, all this whole area right here, this is what they do. They kill. They just kill. They just kill. And that day I woke up to hear about these four people in Moscow and it dawned on me that God gave me Russia. And I was like, wow. You know, and so we want to be mindful because the gift, a lot of prophets are born this way. This is not something we learn. You know, this is not, I've been, you know, and so God gives us that so that we can warn people. I'm, I'm leery of these prophets about these houses and cars, and I'm not trying to go off on a tangent here. I'm just trying to be mindful of what God has called us to. Because every time God has given me a prophetic word, it's been a warning. At 14 years old, I warned a friend of of himself getting killed and he didn't want to hear it. And within three months, he got killed the exact same way God has showed me in my dream, the exact same way. You know, with my husband, the accident with the car, he didn't want to hear it. I prayed against it. He had that car accident, but he walked away with not a broken bone. And so I just want to encourage you that when we have these things that God has put on our life, we want to ask God for a double portion. So you ask, why is this important so prominent in the Bible? And I believe that it's because God wants you and I to know something. It's going to take more of God's anointing to see the hidden places of our hearts change. It's going to take more to see our cities experience a great awakening. It's going to take more to see every prodigal son and every prodigal daughter, every husband, every wife, every sister and brother return back to the Lord. It's going to take more of God's anointing to see miracles of healing that will be signs and wonders to um believers. See, the fire of God is the only thing that can consume the spirit of lust, the spirit of greed, and the spirit of anger that is destroying so many. All we hear about today is killings. All we hear about is someone being raped. All we hear about is someone being locked up because they done got over on the government and they align on their taxes and they're taking money. All we hear about is these spirits that has come to infiltrate our, our world. And it's going to take more people of God for us to stand up and recognize that God has called us to a time such as now to proclaim and declare and decree that God, I need a double portion. I need a double portion so that you will be glorified. It's going to take more. It's going to take more. And so 
we look at the second thing. The first thing I said is going to take is going to be desire. That desire to want more, to ask God, Lord, give me more of a praying life. Lord, give me more of reading your Bible. And it may take, you're going to have to say it every day. You're going to have to say it every day. Then it's going to take wisdom. See, what did, the, what did Elijah do in verse 12 when Elijah went up to heaven and left the mantle behind? He took hold of his own clothes. He ripped it into two pieces. In other words, Elijah sees the mantle floating down from the sky. He pulls off his own cloak and tears it into two and gets rid of it. He takes off what it was old. You see that? He took off what was old. My God. And then he removed his own and then he received a new mantle with a touch from heaven. See, it's time to get rid of our own dependence and depend on the Lord. It's time for us to separate ourselves from anything that will hinder our spiritual progress. Rip it up, tear it up. It's time to tear off the old man and put on the new one. It's time. It's time. So what the average person today going to church, what would they do if they seen Elijah's mantle floating down from the chariot? And I'm just making an example. The average person would probably keep on the same cloak, the same clothes, and just put the new one over it. See, instead of getting radical with the old carnal habits and the secret sins, right? We just cover it up with the outward activity. We just look good on the outside and we just sound good and make everything look good. But on the inside, we got to deal with some stuff on the inside and we all got to do it it's not just you it's me too right so instead of um just rendering our hearts in the two we need to we we need to have a broken spirit of deep repentance lord help me god help me right don't just let me continue as usual help me and instead of having the wisdom to separate us from the sins that those things will drain us spiritually It'll, it'll just drain us. We just cover them over enough to hide what's out of you so people don't see it. But guess what? God desires for you to do that. God desires for you to get rid of the old, for you to ask them to come into, come into your life, look on the inside of you, remove it, any addictions, anything that's, that's hindering that his will would not be completed in your life. God is waiting right now for you just to cry out and say, Lord, I want to do what you have called me to do. And then take your mantle up and run with it. God didn't come that we would leave here the same way. He came that we would have life and life more abundantly. So God desires to expose the flesh and have us run to him and say, God, I've had it with the same old recurrence. And God, I've had it with serving it and serving you in my own energy. God, I've had it with being defeated by sin that you, you died to conquer for me. God, I have had it with one foot in and one foot out. And God, I'm taking off the old to make room for the new man. See? We got to make a wise decision. And it's wise, people of God, because if not, this this life will drain us. This life will be tired. We won't have the energy to run. Like I said, I may not get but three, six hours sometimes, five hours. But because I'm asking God for the double portion, God, you come in me, you live in me. And you get the glory out of my lives. He says that in Proverbs 28 and 13, he that covers his sin shall not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes their sin shall have mercy. In other words, it does no good to confess sin unless you're willing to forsake it. 
right? There's things that we need to remember. Every evil thought is sin in its own embryonic stage. And then sin that is destroyed in our minds will not become a part of our history. See, when we get rid of the sin in our mind, we cut it off from our our bloodline. I like this one. It says, you cannot lead an orchestra unless you turn your back on the crowd. You can't lead an orchestra. How am I lead people if I don't go and get separate with God, if I don't get sanctified, if I ain't get set apart, if he don't deal with me, if he don't. And this is a continuous walk. And then our progress in God will only go further than our obedience. Right. So we got to be mindful of those things that the longer I resist the calling voice of God, the harder it becomes to hear that voice again. The longer I stay where I do not belong the harder it comes to exit that place. See, some of us know that there's things in our life. Some of us know that um, we're called to do certain things, but we stay. We stay where we don't belong. And then it becomes hard to exit. And so I want to ask, I know you may ask, why do anointed Christians put off the old man and discard every questionable activity? And it's because the fruit of repentance is obedience. And the result of obedience is the power and joy of a clear conscience that glorifies God. It's a clear conscience. The last thing we need, we need faith. See, when Elijah um, departed, what did he do? He left the cloak. He did his part. He, He left it. But what did Elijah have to do now? He had to move in faith. He could no longer keep his eyes on his leader because his leader had been called up to heaven. Now he had to go after that same thing that he was taught all of that time. And he had to now take it by faith and, 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 and demonstrate, okay, I got the cloak. And he had to go back across the Jordan River. Now he had to take that mantle. And, and as he went across that uncrossable Jordan River, what did he have to do? What did he do with that cloak? Yep. That's what he did. He had to part that water. He said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And then what did God do? God parts the water and let Elijah cross over to show that God was the same in the past. He was the same for Elijah and the same God for Elijah the same God. And he's the same God today. Somebody in your life was that Elijah. They led you. They taught you. They gave you a roadmap. Someone today is your Elijah. And you're saying, I want a double portion of what that person, a double portion of what that person had. Remember this people of God, the person can't give you the double portion. Only God can. So I, 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 I beseech you today now to to, to take the mantle that has been given to you. Hallelujah. Take the mantle that God has left for you and those things that the, the role was laid flat for you to know which way to go and how to operate. Go after those things and go through that path and keep walking with God. And I don't care how hard it may seem or how bad it may get or how good it is. Keep walking with God. Never get familiar with God. Because the mantle that is on your life, the mantle that has been left for you now to carry out and to do those things, God wants to show you and others that he's the same God.
He wants to show us that the power of God has not diminished one bit over time. He wants to show us that faith still moves him. It still moves mountains. Hallelujah. He wants to show you and I that he is still the God that provides for us who desire to do his will. He wants to show us and his people that he will make a way when there seems to be no way. So what did Elijah say when he heard Elijah's one request for a double portion? He said, you have asked a hard thing. He said, it's hard because Elijah can't give to Elijah the double portion. Like I stated, only God can do that. So man cannot do for you what God can do for you. And so many times we put our trust in man. We put our trust in man. But God tonight is saying, let me do for you what only I can do. Let me show you the same mantle that's on Elijah when I called him up in heaven that I allow Elijah the double portion I can allow you to have as well. The same portion he gives for me. The same portion he can give for you. But it's going to cause something to live full of the Holy Spirit every day. It's going to cause something. And what does it cause? Your desire. Your desire to move from where you are and go after God with a passion. Don't look to the left and don't look to the right. Look to the hills from which cometh your help. Like David said, for my help, it comes from the Lord. Keep looking unto God, the author and the finisher of your faith. Keep looking unto God because he's going to direct your path. And then when he do great and mighty exploits through you, you'll understand why the struggle was so hard. When he allow you to pray and, and, and touch others and they be delivered. When he allow you to speak a word in their ear and say, do you want to be delivered of the sin that I know you're entangled with? And they sit there and look and say, how did you know that? Because God told me, be a witness. And then the, the blessed part about it, he says, there's no good thing that I will withhold from them that walk uprightly. No good thing. But it's a life of obedience. And it's a life of laying down our will for his. I know it costs something. I know the struggle is real. Oh, I know. Because it took me years. The struggle can be very real. But when your desire moves from where you are to go after God with a passion, I'm going to tell you. That song said, ain't no stopping me now. Because it, it, it's God. It's a force. And he's not to be reckoned with. It's going to take wisdom. Wisdom to be radical and to remove every besetting sin that impedes your spiritual spiritual progress. It's going to take having new people, new friends, new radical friends, new people that are doing things like 10 times more than what you would want to do. Because when you're in that environment, it bounces off of them onto you. And then that level of, oh, I just want to do more. I want God to get that glory. I want God. It just takes you to another level. Pray for it. If you don't have it, ask God. Show, ask Lord, show me. Give me new people. Give me new connections. 
Let me have new people that's doing new things. And then it's going to take your faith. Faith without works is dead. And it's impossible to please God without faith. Faith to believe in the God of Elijah. When you stand beside an uncrossable Jordan River in your life, and all of us have it, where we just think it would just never, I'm never going to get through this. How do I get through this? And what seems so impossible sometimes is just God waiting for us to not reflect on what's impossible, but who's the one that can get you through what is impossible. See, it's a, a shifting of the mind, a shifting of the, the focus. Instead of looking at it, look up and say, God, you're going to get me through this. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I trust that you are going to do it. If you did it for this one, you could do it for me. But it's going to take your desire. It's going to take wisdom and it's going to take faith. So ask God tonight for a double portion of God's spirit upon your life. That was Elijah's request. And he got exactly what he asked for. But in the end, if Elijah hadn't taken up the mantle and struck the water and used his faith to believe that what Elijah had now belonged to him, he wouldn't have got through it. And it's going to take your faith, people of God. At the end of the day, we all have a double portion allotted to us. But it's going to take your faith to believe that God, if you did it for them, you can do it for me. It's going to take you forsaking every sin that hinders your spiritual progress. And Elijah, he was willing to take off that old cloak. He was willing to let that thing go because that was wisdom. He got to a point where he was like, I got to get everything that's for me. He got tired of being a farmer. He got tired of being in that, that place where it wasn't no... It was it was progressing, but he just all was always just striving, just working. He wanted to get into a blessed place. And he knew that blessed place would lead him to a place where he would do God's will. It would lead him to a whole nother level. So tonight, I want you to believe God to make a way where there seems to be no way. And that's going to take your faith. Elijah was willing to take off the old cloak. That's going to take your wisdom. And Elijah was willing to ask for a double portion. And that's going to take desire. Your desire, your wisdom, and your faith. And Elijah saw the Lord part the waters right in his face as he had done in the past. That's the type of God we serve. And so tonight, I want to thank you for joining me about the double portion. There's a double portion that God wants to give and it has afforded to us, you and I. Tap into your double portion. Pray for that double portion. If you have not surrendered your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, we will pray tonight that God will come into your life and that you will become a child of the most high God. And then you can go forth in the things of God, go forth in sanctification, being set aside. No, don't always think because you're put being put to the side or you're separate that God separates you, that that's a bad thing. No, that's a wonderful thing. I have come to understand. That if I had never understood the whole purpose of me being separated, it could have caused me to be depressed or it could cause me to walk in victory. And guess what, people of God? Today, I walk in victory. Today, I walk in peace. Today, I walk in abundance. 
Today I walk in love. Today I walk in the anointing. Today I walk in the understanding. Today I walk in a forgiveness, not just for me forgiving others, but me forgiving myself. For so many years, I couldn't forgive myself for decisions that I've made. But today I walk in that. And so if you're struggling with anything in your life, anything that you know you have not yielded to God, lay it at his feet. Give your heart to the Lord and allow him to do the separating. And when he does it, don't feel like you're, oh, you, you, you know, you're, you're being picked on or something bad. No, that's something wonderful. That's something wonderful. Because that means he's doing something in you that only he can do. Only he can do. And so we give him praise for you tonight. And we thank you for joining us on tonight. I pray that this podcast has blessed you and that everything we went over made sense, that it, it made sense um, in the story of Elijah and Elijah. And the crazy part was that Elijah, the one who had the mantle, he was older, he was older than Elijah. Elijah, when he went to heaven, was the younger one. Elijah was older, but he served his leader. He served his leader. And so just be reminded that you may be young in your age, but if God has given you a calling and wisdom, that came from God. No one could take that from you. No one could take that from you. And so just remember that if you want to walk in this double portion, not if we're going to walk in it, I decree and declare that we are are walking in the double portion. Say that with me tonight. We are walking in in the double portion and God is going to get the glory out of your life as you submit your life and your will to his and continuously do so listen tonight we want to pray the prayer of salvation if there's anyone who is listening tonight or anyone that will listen on the podcast I um would love for you to say this salvation prayer. Once you say this prayer, let me tell you, you are a new creature. So let's pray on tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, repeat after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you now for another opportunity that you have allowed me to come before your presence. I ask you now to forgive me of all of my sins. Forgive me for anything that I've said or anything that I have done that has brought shame to your holy name. And I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and he now lives in me. Thank you, Lord, that I am saved and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you've just prayed that prayer, let me tell you, the angels of heaven are rejoicing over you. You are a new creature. All things are passed away and all things have become new. I want to let you know now, if you've given your heart to the Lord, you want to get in a Bible believing church. You want to get in a place where you could be taught of the word of God, where God can um, his word can enlighten you and you can learn of the things of God. A good book to start to read is the book of John and new, new, um, new chapter, the new book of the Bibles, the book of John. If you start reading the book of John, it's very foundational. It will help you in this Christian walk. It will help you to understand the things of God. And it'll also help you to know that if God be for you, there's more than the whole world against you. 
And so tonight, I just want to thank you all for joining me on the podcast. I pray that this title, this, this podcast titled The Portion Called Double will bless you. Don't forget, you need desire, you need the wisdom, and most of all, you need faith to complete the task. And God will show you great and mighty things. He wants to demonstrate his power, and we need God's power on this earth, people of God. So continue to follow us here on the Remnant Podcast. I am your own host. My name is Minister Jackie Wade, and stay connected with us. You'll hear all the different ways you can continue to connect with us. Be mindful that we are coming up on a new series coming up called, Who Are You? Who Are You? And that series, we're going to go over a whole lot of things just to see what has God said about who we are, who are you and who am I? And so we're going to start that series coming up. I implore you to stay um, connected. I thank you all for the different prayer requests you sent to us on our email at kingdompower0916 at gmail.com. That's kingdompower0916 at gmail.com. Continue to send your emails as we pray with you. Continue to follow us. Um, Also continue to watch us on our YouTube station. We will have some live episodes coming up in the new year. And listen, Uh, I just want to thank you all for staying connected all year long. We'll be coming up on that new series called Who Are You? Be blessed, people of God. I love you with the love of the Lord and stay safe. God bless you. This concludes this episode of the Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Once again, I want to thank you for staying tuned to the podcast and be sure to connect with us. You could like us on our Facebook page at the Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at the Remnant Podcast. We're also available on the other social media platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can also watch us live on our YouTube channel at The Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Again, thank you for joining. I am your host, Jackie Wade.